if someone walks out of their performance review surprised because their performance review is the first time they're hearing a piece of feedback, that's not on that person. That's on you as the manager. Hi, I'm Hannah. And together with Steph, we started Wiser to help people understand their why, become wiser and thrive in their careers. So here we are with the Get Wiser podcast. Enjoy. Hi, Hannah. Tell us what we're here to talk about today. Hi, Steph. Today, we're here to talk about the F word. So giving feedback we know is very scary, but learning how to embrace it early on in your leadership career is really going to set you and your team up for success. So it's a really powerful tool for personal and professional development. And I think that I've been really lucky in a lot of the brands and companies that I've worked for early on in my career, they've fully leaned into the concept of feedback being a gift. And I know that sounds a bit fluffy, but really understanding that it is a gift. And if you're not sharing feedback, you're actually doing a disservice to the person who does need the feedback. It's really something that I've carried on into every role. And it's something that I've also observed really impacts the culture and the success of the teams when it's not in place or, you know, the company hasn't fostered a culture of feedback. Yeah, and that's interesting that you say you have always seen feedback as a gift because, and I don't think anyone really instilled this in me, I just think I have always sort of feared it. I don't Mm. know, never really explored that. But I think it's quite common that a lot of people fear feedback like yeah, I don't think I'm the only one. And I think it's because feedback has such negative connotations. And it's usually, you know, when someone says feedback, the first thing you think about is underperformance or doing something wrong rather yeah. than, you know, an opportunity to tell someone that they've done a good job. It's like when someone says to you, hey, I need to tell you something or, hey, we need to talk, you know, that feeling of, oh, no. But yeah. it's actually, it's they are giving you a gift because it's an opportunity to learn and be better. And I guess it comes with what your experience has been of feedback. Like you could have had some managers that have delivered it in a really negative way. So your relationship would be negative with it. And I think for me, it started off early on, not only in my career, but like I danced for 15 years and that's that's a practice where you're consistently getting feedback and it's not necessarily delivered in a really positive way. So it's just something that was. So it was something that I, I learned to accept quite quickly and be in the practice of. Yeah. It's funny you say from dancing, you adapted to feedback a long time ago. You mentioned about people having bad experiences receiving feedback. I honestly can't remember a t- like a bad experience or a manager giving me feedback in a horrific way. I just remember always being fearful of it. Because I think in your head you build it up to this thing of like, well, I assume if I I did something really badly, someone would have told me, but no one's told me. So does that mean it's worse or does that, you know, you you just don't, you don't have that logical thing to go, no one's told me otherwise, so I'll keep on going. How would you, uh, I guess, highlight the role of feedback in relation to boosting employee engagement, motivation, and then like all around job satisfaction? just acknowledging that sometimes the the only thing that someone wants to hear to boost their morale or boost their, or something that can easily boost engagement is just acknowledging someone that they've done a good job or, you know, if someone's been working on a really hard job, just acknowledging, Hey, thanks. 
you got through it. Thanks for doing that. That's, that's all someone wants to hear. Yeah. And it comes back to what we spoke about in last episode is, you know, that recognition and appreciation piece. And I think as a leader and a new manager, and even before you get to that phase too, like how can you recognize people for doing what they do and then also appreciating people for who they are? Because, you know, it could be, I really um, appreciate the way that you are so coachable because I can give you feedback so readily and you take it on and you apply it and it really sets a clear example of when feedback can be really successful. I think as well, um, a lot of new managers, they might avoid giving feedback because they are fearful of damaging relationships and it comes back to that notion of building trust and putting those deposits in someone's emotional bank account so that they're ready to hear the feedback and take it in a really constructive way. Have you um, have you got some examples of I don't know where where it has landed really well, and maybe another time that it maybe another time that it hasn't. Yes, but before that, can I just add one more thing about avoiding feedback? And we talked about this last week as well. It's human nature to want to be liked. It is the truth. Even the people that say I don't care what anybody thinks, there is a part of everybody deep down that does care. It just depends yeah. how big that part is. So that's a really common reason that people get into that trap of avoiding feedback. And I suppose this is an example of it not going so well. Um, and it's just feedback that hasn't gone well is feedback that has not been delivered. And Oof. as a, oh, you can quote that too. <laughs> that was last week. As a manager, it's your responsibility to deliver the feedback. So if someone... Someone once told me when I was a grad, if someone walks out of their performance review surprised because their performance review is the first time they're hearing a piece of feedback, that's not on that person. That's on you as the manager. Yes, I couldn't agree more. And I think as well that culture of feedback, there's so much in the workplace these days about like linear leadership, but it really needs to start from the top because if at the top they're not comfortable with receiving feedback or they don't give feedback, it's really hard to, you know, at that sort of mid-level be able to provide feedback up and also provide feedback down and across because it's not something that exists in the culture. Yeah, exactly. Back to what people think of you and being scared to upset someone and all those things, you really need to put aside what people think or how someone's going to respond to it. And you need to focus on like, okay, what's actually the long-term impact on someone of not providing feedback? And I really think that that impact is not just on one one person. It's actually on a few people. So first, what's the impact on that individual that needs to hear the feedback if you don't give them the feedback? You're really just denying them the opportunity to learn and develop. So again, you're doing them a disservice. Secondly, it impacts people around that person as well. And yeah. when you work in a team environment, you have to you have to appreciate that. If someone has if someone does have an issue with performance and there are all these people, all their peers sitting around them getting frustrated with that person or the situation, that's actually really demotivating for all those other people and the act of you not giving feedback and avoiding it actually has a really big ripple effect. Yeah. And then, yeah, the last person that it impacts is actually the manager themselves because the longer you delay delivering the feedback, the worse you feel because you know as a manager 
when you haven't told someone something that you should have. Yeah. And it, it starts with really giving feedback in the moment because if you wait and then you're like, oh, actually, it's, it's not that relevant anymore. That was last week. I should have given it to them then and there. And then, you know, two weeks later, they've made the same mistake or they've done, they've executed the task in the way that's like needed to be rectified or, you know, done in a different way. And then if it's not given in the moment, all of a sudden it builds up this, I guess, maybe like annoyance or resentment or frustration. And then this feedback is delivered, perhaps in not a constructive and light way. It's like, hey, actually, you know, you're dropping the ball here. Whereas that person hasn't known, like you don't know what you don't know. And so it hasn't been given in the moment, then you've robbed them of that experience to improve straight away. And then it's also built up this bigger thing when really all it needed to be was like one comment, hey, look, actually, this is what you did. This is the impact that had. Next time my request is that you do it this way so that it's done in the way that it needs to be done. Whereas down the line, it's just going to, it's not going to be good. And just one point on that, giving feedback in the moment. And this is, this comes back to, we've talked about previously as a manager, wearing all these different hats at the same time, being empathetic, being clear, being factual. Uh, And this is really important in feedback. When you're giving feedback in the moment, it cannot be reactive. So if you, the first time someone does something in a way that is probably not the most efficient way or comes to the, delivers the wrong outcome or whatever, if you give that feedback straight away, calmly, clearly, it's probably not going to happen a second time. But if you let that go two, three, four times, when you give that feedback, it's going to be very reactive. Yeah. And that's where coming back to all the things we talked about last week or the week before, that's where if you give reactive feedback, you lose trust and respect as well. So there's there's all these really little acts that you can do that in the it's only like a snippet of time, but you can undo all this hard work of building trust and respect in one moment. And I guess that's how you you build a culture of feedback, right? Is It is giving feedback frequently and in the moment so that it is made aware that that is the culture that you're, you're trying to build within your team. And I think as a manager, it's, you know, making sure that you're not just giving feedback, but you're actually asking for it as well, because that demonstrates that you're open to hearing how you can improve or, you know, where you're doing things really well that are having a positive impact on your team. But if you ask, then they're like a hundred times more likely to deliver it because they know that you're ready to catch that ball. You don't become a manager or a leader or whatever and finally get to put your feet up and go, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm above feedback or I'm beyond feedback or I'm immune to feedback. You never, it doesn't matter how senior you are, you should never be immune to feedback because that's, that's your, the quickest way to build the trust and respect of your team is if you are open to their feedback too. Exactly. And letting your ego get in the way of hearing feedback is not conducive to anybody's success. I think um, where I've seen a culture of feedback really deliver a positive outcome is there was one girl that I was managing and she applied for a role, like the next role up. Um, She was unsuccessful the first time we brought in someone external and Obviously, it was my duty to provide her with the feedback about why she was unsuccessful and the key points that she needed to work on to be successful next time should the role become available. The role became available again in however however many months it was, and she was actually unsuccessful for a second time because she still hadn't met the requirements to be successful in that role. And had there not been a culture of feedback in that workplace, like she very easily could have turned around and left and been demotivated 
and, you know, feeling like, you know, she's a bit of a failure, but what she actually took from that. And it's a real credit to A, the culture of feedback in that workplace and who she was as well and her commitment to being coached is that she took on that feedback for a second time. The third time that role became available, she was successful and she actually really nailed her time in that role and then went on to climbing the ladder and she stayed on with the company for another three or four years, I think, but all because, you know, of that rich culture of feedback she learned how to close those gaps and was communicated to in a really effective way that set her up for long-term long term success. Yeah, that's such a great feedback success story mm. <laughs> um, because I know in the past a lot of people that I have had to deliver feedback to, they haven't been open to hearing it. No matter how many different ways it was done, you know, I, for a long time there, you would think, oh, am I not, am I delivering it the wrong way is it how am I you know rethinking as a manager okay it's clearly not landed the first time how do I do it differently but it's focusing on before you get to feedback focusing on the trust part of it and kind of helping someone get to that place where they are open to it and they do want to hear it and they are going to work on it yeah and I think as well it's like there's two things here so not that there's actually a lot of things here but like two things I'd like to add is again, it comes back to that clear communication and adjusting your communication style because not everyone's going to receive it in the same way. So being able to tailor a really direct approach to someone and like maybe a more softened approach while staying away from a shit sandwich because we don't like a shit sandwich. And then also as well, a really interesting exercise is to actually ask feedback on your delivery of feedback. And it feels like that multi-layered, but you know, if it's received well, or even if it's received not well, it's like, Hey, I'd love to hear how that landed for you. Can you please give me some feedback? Because I always want to make sure I'm communicating with you in a clear way. So, you know, the feedback's landing and, and you're able to develop and grow. So I think that's like a really powerful thing. It seems so simple, but Hey, can I have some feedback on my feedback? Go for it. Go off yeah, this. Yeah. I think it's really important though that your people believe you're genuine when you ask for that because yeah. I know that people have asked for feedback in the past as a tick the box exercise. Yeah. If the people you're asking say, I don't know, you're, you report to me, I ask you for feedback, but you think that I'm just ticking a box to send to HR and it's not meaningful, you're not going to tell me anything meaningful. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And I think as well when someone is asking you for feedback, it's that bravery and courage piece to be really honest because if you're not honest with your feedback, particularly if you're giving it to your manager, there's no use sitting around whinging about why they do X, Y, and Z if you're not willing to be brave and share, actually, like, this is where you're failing me as a leader. And, you know, it can be really scary, particularly if there's not a strong culture of feedback. But if they're asking then you can't be reprimanded for delivering something that they've asked for, but really making sure that, you know, you take the personal out of it and communicate it in a constructive way, but be honest because feedback with the absence of honesty is it's just not constructive. Yeah, exactly. Because no one, that's the other thing is, you know, the first one, no one's going to give you meaningful feedback if they think you're doing it for the wrong reasons, but no one is going to give you meaningful feedback if they think that, it's going to make their life harder or the relationship yeah. with their manager harder after they give the feedback. Exactly. And look, like I think with feedback, we could probably do like a part two, three, four episode on feedback because there's just so much to discuss. But uh, in light of wrapping it up for the day, 
I guess just highlighting the power of feedback and how it really is a gift and can contribute to a really successful workplace and also how to overcome the avoidance of feedback and, you know, making sure it's done in a timely manner. And then, you know, how do you build a culture of feedback that comes from asking for feedback and giving feedback readily, but also being really open and honest in your communication and adapting that style of communication? I agree. Great. Well, that's a wrap on today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Bye now. If you're a new manager or new to being in the practice of asking for feedback or delivering feedback, we'll pop a template in the show notes for you to download so you can get feedbacking today. We'd love to hear any feedback that you have. So if you want to write to us, you can email us or jump on our website to contact us at hello at getwiser.com.au.